What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 32, and this morning I'm sitting down with the Vinyl Institute CEO, Ned Monroe. Ned, good morning. Good morning, Ben. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, we uh, won the World Series last night here in Washington, so uh, excited about the big baseball win and uh the other big news here, I'm, uh, you know, we're updating ourselves, but today the U.S. Congress is voting on uh, impeachment of the president. So we have a very mixed feel here in the nation's capital. It's got to be quite the day in D.C. It is quite the day. <laughs> that's putting it mildly, I guess. And that's the first first ever win for the Nationals, right? Uh, since uh, since moving? The World Series in the 30s, 32-33. So okay. I think this is it, yes. Yeah, very and exciting. What a series. Great to see. Yeah. Great to see. Um, we appreciate your time. Appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and, and talk a little bit about what you guys have going on over there at the Vinyl Institute. Um, I know me personally, I've seen your guys' presentations at a bunch of different industry events and always really interesting to hear what you guys are doing as advocates and, and people trying to promote the benefits and the, the good that the Vinyl, in the, the vinyl inst- industry is doing. So we appreciate you guys taking mm-hmm. the time today. Yeah, no problem at all. We're, we're glad to share some of the successes and also some of the threats that uh, the PVC industry is facing. So we're glad to have this opportunity to visit with folks. Yeah, maybe a great jumping off point. Maybe if you want to introduce you know, both yourself personally and kind of your background and then get into kind of at a high level what the Vinyl Institute is and, and what you guys are doing on a, on a day-to-day basis. Sure. So um, my background is uh, I started out uh, after college working in political campaigns. Uh, so worked about 15 years in um, political campaigns, mostly in the southeast, and uh, got tired of uh, getting a new job every November. After every election, you find the next campaign, and uh, have been uh, working in the corporate trade associations since then. Um, so uh, Associated Builders and Contractors, I was with uh, some food and beverage associations for a while, including the National Restaurant Association. And the association right before this was the National Association of Manufacturing. Um, and so I have a, a strong background in kind of the manufacturing side of, uh, of uh, the industry. Uh, my predecessor retired from the Vinyl Institute, um, I guess, about a year ago. And uh, I was recruited over and uh, have been here since. Uh, and it's been a perfect match. Um, the, the best way to describe um, the Vinyl Institute is we represent the manufacturers of the PVC resin. So we have four primary members, uh, the guys who make the, the, the resin. So Oxy, Formosa, Shintec, and Westlake. We have another nine members uh, that are involved. So Poly One, uh, ExxonMobil, Eastman, Lubrizol, Mexichem, Konica, Dow, Omnova, and Techner Apex. So it's a, it's a wide variety of folks, uh, primarily focused on growing and protecting the PVC industry. And, and I guess the, the best way to describe it is we work really hard on trying to bring the industry together in a very collaborative way, anticipating problems uh, and trying to bring some value, some return on investment back to, uh, to the industry. And, and a good example of that is, uh, uh, I guess it's probably been, Five, eight years ago, um, the the non-governmental organization, uh, U.S. Green Building Council, uh, tried to put out a, uh, a pilot uh, program that would give builders credits if you deselected the use of PVC. 
So um, U.S. Green Building Council, they're the ones that do LEED certified, you know, LEED platinum and silver. And they certify how energy efficient and environmentally sustainable your your buildings are. And if they were going to exclude PVC, that obviously was going to harm us because, you know, 70 to 75 percent of all PVC is, is used in construction, you know, pipes and flooring and siding and wiring and cabling. So it's, it's the construction industry is critical for us. And for USGBC to try to, you know, red list or deselect PVC was going to be a big problem. So we helped bring the industry together in a very collaborative way to talk to USGBC allies. We provided resources. We provided science. We had the American Chemistry Council was weighing in. We actually helped support a, a rival group, um, the Green Building Initiative that has green globes. So anticipating the threat that was coming from this group that was going to harm the industry, we really brought everybody together, collaborated, collaborated and uh, strategically uh, anticipated what was happening. And we solved the problem. So we, we stopped them from, from that program. And we're working hard with... Um, Cradle to Cradle, which is another group that's trying to uh, uh, deselect the use of uh, PVC, and we're working hard with them to make sure that they understand that that uh, it's a good a good quality product that fills unique needs based on uh, what your the, the architects or the engineers need. And our our industry works really hard to try to bring that strategic return on investment. So it's a, it's a great organization, and, and glad to uh, work with such great you know global companies like Formosa and. Oxygen Tech and Westlake, really, really great membership. Yeah, it sounds like a, I mean, great organization, great initiatives you guys are taking on and, and collaborating with, you know, companies that otherwise would, I guess, technically be competitors and bring them all together for, you know, kind of the common good and, and what they're all trying to achieve. Um, you know, personally, I'm, I'm pretty new to the chemical industry as a whole. I've, I've been with mm-hmm. TCC about two, three years. Um, and just in that short time, I mean, I've learned so much from organizations like yourself and some of the other, you know, similar um, industry benefit associations that are out there just educating people and, you know, getting people as informed as possible to make educated decisions. I mean, it's, it's, it's great initiatives and, and sounds like you guys have had a lot of success, you know, in a, in a relatively short time. We're, we're really proud of what we've done and, it, and it's, uh, you know, just letting folks get together and try to solve some of these threats that are out there. And, and uh, you know, Ben, that I was, I was actually at a resilient flooring um, association meeting and we spent a large amount of time talking about the threats that are out there. And sometimes, you know, the threats, for example, plastic waste or marine waste, um, you really need a collaborative platform because it's such a big problem. You've got to get the industry together to address some of these concerns. And, um, you know, and, and the resilient flooring folks, it's everybody understands the need to protect the environment. We all want clean air and clean water. Um, but the solution has to be coming from the entire industry. So you know, the trade association participation is really, really important. And I know you guys have a lot of different things going on, but if, if you could kind of tie it all together in, in one or two, you know, core initiatives on your guys' side, you know, either in response or being proactive to some of the, the threats and different things going on around the industry. I mean, what are some of the maybe one, two or, or three, you know, core initiatives you guys are taking on, you know, within the next 12 months on, on your side? So uh, that's a good way to look at it. You could look at it from threats, like what are the big threats that we're facing, um, or you could look at it kind of uh, strategically where, where are we putting our, our focus? So, um, big picture, we, we look from, from 
the way I kind of design, you know, talk about it is GP, um, uh, IPA. Uh, so the beer drinkers, image, presence, and advocacy. So image, what are we doing to protect the image of the industry? And we have a lot of programs that we talk about. Um, uh, one of the biggest ones is uh, our uh, vinyl verified. So this is an opportunity for us to push back if anybody's criticizing industry. So, for example, uh, Dr. Oz, his TV show, uh, they had a, a, a program right around Memorial Day criticizing PVC in uh, pool floats. And we were the front line uh, giving him real scientific evidence that, uh, you know, the premise of his uh, show was incorrect, and we actually got pretty good airtime. So the first thing we try to do is protect the image of the uh, of the industry. And the big initiative we have there is uh, uh, Vinyl Verified, which is on, uh, on the website. Um, uh, presence. Uh, is that's the collaborative part of our program. And so we have a lot of different opportunities for folks to to collaborate. Uh, for example, we have a big trade show um, uh, the first part of November um, next week uh, that we're going to be down in Florida bringing the industry together um, to talk about um, how we continue to advance and protect um, the uh, the PVC industry. And then the, the, the advocacy. Advocacy takes a couple different forms. Um, you know, we, we have uh, folks that are dealing with state and local legislation, what's happening in California, uh, some of the plastic bans. Uh, the New York uh, uh, mayor, Mayor de Blasio, Blasio said, uh, signed an executive order that's banning single-use plastic from all New York facilities. So no single-use plastic in schools or hospitals or, you know, their government offices. So we've got folks that are obviously working uh, on all of those uh, those uh, those issues. Uh, we have a team that works at the federal level, so we work very hard on trying to uh, promote uh, infrastructure spending and open competition, so more PVC pipe and in, uh, infrastructure spending, for example. But if I really was focusing on one thing for you all and your, your uh, listeners to think about, is that is what, is we, what are we doing in sustainability? Um, we have a great story to talk about, and so we really should be celebrating our successes on what we're doing in uh, sustainability uh, and in recycling. So, for example, um, of all the the um, the, uh, the plastics that are out there that are being landfilled, uh, PVC is a minuscule percentage of of the uh, the uh, plastics that are in uh, landfill. So, um, for example, if you look at all materials that are going into landfill, according to the EPA, it's 185 billion pounds. Uh, going into uh, landfills. Uh, plastics is about 27% of that, but PVC is only 0.8% or 1.4 billion pounds. And a lot of that's obviously construction. But of all the, 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 the items in a landfill, we're only 0.8%. And if you look at what's actually in there, most of our recycle, we've been increasing our recycling up 40% since 2014. Um, we're pre-consumer, we're recycling. Uh, over 900 million pounds, and post-consumer, it's almost 150 million pounds um, a year that we're recycling. So we're really focused on it. We're looking at some um, some uh, uh, activity, potentially some pilot programs on trying to increase the diversion from uh, uh, the waste stream going into the landfill. Um, and so we're really, really um, focused like a laser on what can we do on the sustainability journey, and in, within that, particularly, what can we do on landfill diversion? 
yeah, it sounds like a lot of great you know initiatives that are already happening and, and that you guys have on the on the horizon to to continue either starting brand new or continuing to to optimize mm-hmm. and, and get as best as as best as possible. Um, so it sounds like some great returns. I know one thing we always see, or you know, the question usually comes up when presentations by different groups are given at, at conferences, is you know what can a company do actually tangibly to to be involved to have improvement, even if they're not necessarily a producer or are not directly right. impacting, you know, materials leading to a landfill. Um, I know one thing that we just saw um, at the Vinyl Tech this year was your your Vantage Vinyl program. Um, so I don't know if maybe those two tie together with you know some tangible things that companies can do to to make a difference. So a- absolutely, um, we've been on our path. Well, obviously, the industry's been on the path since the '70s, right? When we started looking at our emissions to the air and the water, we've been on this path for a long time, working on our safety records. And um, but about five years ago, the Vinyl Institute came together when we were doing our our strategic plan, and we started to bring the industry together strategically and collaboratively to figure out what we can do on our um, sustainability journey. We created the Vinyl Sustainability Council. Uh, the Vinyl Sustainability Council is an organization of about um, 50 different groups, uh, trade associations, retailers like Lowe's, um, and companies in the um, the vinyl value chain. What they did and what I think most companies should do is say, man, there is so much that you can do in environmental in the environmental arena. What what can you do on your journey? And, I mean, you know, the, the United Nations has 17 different uh, sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, um, you know, do you focus on climate? <clears throat> do you focus on landfill diversion? What, how do you do this? And what we did is we started talking to everybody, and we said, well, where can we have the biggest difference? What can we as an industry do? Because you can't do everything, right? You, you just No company could do it. Um, and so we focused on three areas. We're focusing on um, landfill di- diversion, community health and safety, and uh, emissions. So in landfill diversion, that's that's uh, recycling. Um, and so maybe if, if your company is thinking about it, maybe you're talking about just doing something. If you're a manufacturer, maybe it's zero manufacturing waste to landfill. If you want to go further, maybe it's zero waste to landfill. Or if you're just starting out, maybe you just want to figure out how much you actually are getting into landfill and if you can have any kind of diversion just every little step that you can do. The second area for us with health, health and safety, community health and safety, and user health and safety. And so, you know, we, we looked at what are we doing at OSHA, you know, our OSHA reportables. Um, we have a, a group that we work with very closely to make sure we're sharing best practices. And so in that area, you know, worker health and safety, that, that includes what are you doing for slips and falls and, you know, are, are you following best practices and, um, you know, and most companies are already focused on that, so that's an easy step on sustainability. And then the third thing we did is we we did the emissions task force. So what are we doing on emissions to air, soil, and water? And some of our companies are really focused on that. So um, then, then the next step of that is all right. So you you form this group, you figure out where you're where you want to focus. Like what what are you going to actually try to improve? And then, so we actually then took the next step and we formed a group called Vantage Vinyl. And it's has a plus sign. The marketing folks came up, there's a plus sign. So it's plus Vantage Vinyl, but it's pronounced Vantage Vinyl. And those are companies that have agreed to actually 
join us and work on those three goals, landfill diversion, health and safety, and emissions. And if you're a company that wants to help us on those goals, then you join the Vinyl Sustainability Council. You agree to help us on uh, you know, some of the big goals, big guidelines. You, know, you agree to kind of the principles. And then you, you agree to that your company is going to take some steps in each of those three areas. And if you take those three steps, we have a company that actually comes out and interviews you and audits. So it's kind of a third party verified that you're actually working on this. And if, you, if, you're, if you're in it and you're in on the journey, then you get a, a trademark that you can put uh, to signify that your company is a more sustainable uh, uh, organization. And that you're joining us on the sustainability journey. So it's it's uh, in a big picture, it's the Vinyl Institute. From there, we joined, we formed the Vinyl Sustainability Council, and our program to actually move something on Vinyl Sustainability Council is Vantage Vinyl. And uh, we have uh, websites you can Google Vantage Vinyl, you can Vinyl Institute, uh, it's vinylinfo.org, uh, and we can get get your listeners more information. But it's great. We have about uh, 51 companies that are that are engaged in the Vinyl Sustainability Council. We had our first year uh, this year, and we had eight companies who actually went through the pilot program. You know, to make sure that you know the the goals and the documents are all uh, lined up. We we launched it in June. We have eight companies that are participating and. We're off to the races. We're we're really excited about uh, making a big difference in the vinyl industry, and uh, you know, it's then it, it's a couple things. First, we're going to make a difference. It's, it's the right thing to do. Um, our consumers want it. The customers want us to be moving in this direction, uh, and we also are showing folks like U.S. Green Building Council and Cradle to Cradle that we are. Uh, industry that is more sustainable and that PVC pipe, PVC wiring is a sustainable choice when architects, designers, and specifiers are, are making decisions. So it's, 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 a, it's, it's hard. It's a big lift, but it's a no-brainer, something that we're really focused on. Yeah, and you made a really good point, and I think laid it out really nicely in the fact that, you know, if a company is already doing a lot of different things and already very active in, in managing these things that they can be involved in something like Vantage, Vantage Vinyl and, and commit to it on a, on a wide scale. At the same time, if a company has never looked at sustainability, has never really started any of those goals, you know, there are kind of, I guess, baby steps, if you will, to start, you know, getting on that path. And there's, you know, you can make a big difference if you're not doing anything today with just some, some simple starting to take a look at it and starting to monitor it, you know, in your plants and facilities and things like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, one of the things that we do with this group is is we're sharing best practices. You know, what what is what's the hurdle that you're having? You know, what's the logistical problem that you have on on recycling? And let's talk about it and figure this out. Um, and lots of people are in different different places. Some are brand new and just starting. I I, I met with a a global company um, in uh, Texas yesterday. And they hired a sustainability director in February. So they're just getting started. Um, we have companies that are just starting to interview uh, their workers to say, well, where do we want to do and how do we want to do this? So, it, yeah, we, we get it. It's tough, man. It's taken us a couple of years to get there. So now we're in some ways we're we're helping as a consultant, free consulting. Uh, anybody who wants to get involved, we're, we want to help them out. Yeah, and one thing I always like to – kind of wrap these conversations up with is is your recommendations and the best places for 
whether it's a, a sustainability director, like you said, you know, using you guys as a, a free resource or just, you know, the average company or the average consumer that wants to get educated, you know, what are some of the best tools that you like to recommend both, you know, your own Vinyl Institute tools as well as some other things that you find beneficial? Um, you know, I know you have the, the event coming up in a couple of weeks or next week. That's obviously something that I'm sure goes along with that. But what are some of the best resources that you like to recommend for, for anyone that wants to get involved and, and get educated? Well, Ben, obviously <laughs> the number one choice is the Vinyl Institute. What, sure. a, what, a, what a softball. So um, our website is uh, vinylinfo.org. Uh, our Twitter, Twitter handles, we have uh, at vinyl in design. Um, we have a website, vantagevinyl.com. Uh, so there's lots of, lots of things. If you, if you Google around vinyl, you, you'll, you'll hit one of our sites um, the other thing is I look at your own trade association because every single trade association that's out there, uh, the Flexible Vinyl Alliance or um, Resilient Flooring or the Vinyl Siding Institute, all of us have uh, uh, solutions and opportunities to participate. On the other hand, I would not pay a lot of attention to the mommy bloggers. Uh, there's a lot of really bad information that um, – that folks throw around on the internet without any proofreading trying to, you know, it's almost, it's not quite clickbait because the folks are, uh, I think generally well-intentioned, but there's an awful lot of folks that are in the chemophobia camp that, uh, you know, all chemicals are bad, which is ridiculous. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's some good credible sources and, and look around at a couple places, but I would definitely look, look to the, the vinyl Institute or look to your own corporate trade association. Cause, cause everybody's trying to solve this and everybody is glad to help as people get started on this. And, and I, if you want to come to a conference, we have, we have a couple of good conferences. Sure. Uh, our biggest one is uh, the vinyl 360 November five through seven in, uh, uh, Bonita Springs, Florida. And what, and what is, what is that? Maybe do a, a couple sentences, just high level, you know, what do you guys do at that, that conference or event or, you know, who's attending? What's, what's the general kind of feel of the event? So this is, uh, an 80 person conference, a little bit higher level, um, on a strategic perspective of what is the industry doing? So we start with an executive committee meeting. We have a board of directors meeting, which is open to the public. And in, in our board meeting, we go soup to nuts. What are we doing on advocacy? What's going on in communications and marketing? What's happening in the regulatory arena? So one of our big issues is, uh, or a lot of our big issues come through the Environmental Protection Agency. So we, you can come to that and get a good overview of what's happening at the local, state, federal level on legislation. Um, and then we spend uh, almost a full day on sustainability. Uh, we, in some ways it's, it's a actual committee meeting. So the vinyl sustainability council will have a committee meeting, but it's open to the public to open anybody who participates, um, not a technical conference. So it's not quite as technical as vinyl tech, um, or maybe the compounders conference that, the uh, the plastics, uh, industry association puts together, um, which are also great opportunities, but ours is, is a strategic, um, one of the one of the great things that we're going to have at this event is is we do a survey every four to five years of architects, designers, and um, specifiers, and we ask them their perceptions of PVC. Do they use them? Do they specify them? Why do they use them? Why do they not use them? What is good? What's bad? And you know, is, is there, are there health concerns? Are there environmental concerns? So we have about a 10-year, 15-year 
trend line of what designers, architects, and specifiers think about PVC. Uh, and we're going to be releasing our latest survey uh, at lunch uh, during that conference. So uh, if folks want to participate, it's on our website, uh, vinylinfo.org. Uh, and it's the Vinyl 360 event that's November 5 through 7 in uh, Bonita Springs, Florida. It sounds like a great event. It sounds like you have the basis covered with what people want to see and hear and get updates on. And obviously that's the reason people come down to conferences like this is to get a good kind of feel for what's happening in the industry. So it sounds like it's a, a really well put together and, and should be a great event. You guys should spend a lot to get your whole team down there. We, we, you guys would benefit so much. And as, as a blogger, you should come down and do some, some live blogs down there. The podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe if not this year, maybe next year, maybe we do a little, little exclusive discount code or promo on the, on the podcast for the listeners. We can, we can put something together. Maybe the boss can charter a jet and take the whole team. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm on board. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> Well, Ned, I appreciate you taking the time. It sounds like you guys are doing some great things. Anything you want to you wanna leave as we sign off here? Uh, I just appreciate the opportunity to uh, participate. And uh, if anybody has any questions, my, uh, my email is nmonroe, M-O-N-R-O-E, at vinylinfo.org, or my Twitter handle is uh, at Ned Monroe VA, like Virginia, Ned Monroe VA. Excellent. And we'll, we'll put all those links wherever you listen to this podcast. We'll, if you scroll down or scroll over, we'll put them all in the, uh, in the show notes to make it easy to click on. Uh, we'll include the, the website for the event and for the, just the, the general websites as well for the Vinyl Institute and their different initiatives. Um, Ned, thank you once again for taking the time. We appreciate it and look forward to continuing to, to watch what the Vinyl Institute's doing and, and continued success around the industry. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely.